Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 48, about the best time to plan a Florida vacation. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is sponsored by you. If you want to sponsor the Florida Travel Pod, reach out to us via email at hello at floridatravelpod.com to learn how your business can be featured in this very spot. We'll write the ad copy for you or we'll work with you to customize your ad copy for our audience. Email us at hello at floridatravelpod.com to get started. Happy New Year, Christina. Woo! Welcome back. We are back after a little bit of a break. Did you have a good holiday season? I had a fantastic restful holiday. That's exactly it. I had a nice restful holiday without having to go anywhere or do anything, but... Yep. We're diving right back in with how to plan and the best time to plan your Florida vacation. And of course, we have to start off with our Florida tip of the week. Yes. Do you have one this week? So I know this is something that I've done and you've done, but I think that everybody needs to travel somewhere, a big travel trip somewhere by themselves. I love traveling by myself. I mean, I love my family. Hello, family. (laughs) (laughs) But I love being able to do something on my schedule, Mm -hmm. eat where I want, go somewhere where I want or don't go somewhere that I don't want to go to. Before I was married, I took even day trips by myself where I could. So I, I would go out to the beach all by myself for the whole day, bring a book, bring a picnic and go to the beach. But I also went out to California. I also took a summer trip into Connecticut and spent the summer teaching at a camp. And it was just me, you know, on my own teaching at this camp and spent the whole summer exploring Connecticut. You know, one of the favorite things I love to do right here in our hometown area is I love going to the theme parks by myself. Ooh, that's unique. I mean, I did that when I worked there, but not the same. Because if I don't want to stand in line for a ride, I don't have to. Or if I do want to and no one else wants to, guess what? I'm going to do it anyway, especially when I'm by myself. Plus, it's nice to sit and people watch. Yes, but also wherever you travel. Yes. Don't forget your sunscreen. Of course. Hey, welcome back. Don't forget your sunscreen. I missed this. <laughs> Even in January. <laughs> Even in January. So this week we are going to talk about how to plan your Florida vacation since we're getting started off with the new year. Hopefully you all have some New Year's travel resolutions and we know it can be a lot to plan a trip to the Sunshine State. I thought Florida was a year-round travel state. Well, it is, yes. And that's what makes it so unique. Exactly. (laughs) But since it is a year-round travel state, I mean, because, hey, we've got some great weather Let's talk about the weather. Yeah. So Florida has um, volatile weather. <laughs> volatile. Yeah. So nice like, you, word. It, because I, I feel like we really only have two types of weather here. Okay. What's, what are our types of weather? You either have the summer of warm and wet. Okay. Or the fall-ish of cool and occasionally wet. What about the winter? You know, I think... Honestly, our temperatures never drop low enough for us to be called winter, especially for the people who, anyone who's traveling here is going to be experiencing much 
colder temperatures than we would normally get, especially long term. Sure. But let me tell you the amount of layers I had on at the soccer game last night because I was freezing. Right. And, and part of the problem, part of the problem and something to consider is that that's the volatile part. It can go day to day. So one day you might wake up and it's 40 degrees in the morning and it's 75 in the afternoon. However, I have put on Instagram, 50 degrees here is different than 50 degrees. Yeah, because it feels wet 50 degrees. It is. It's humid. You don't feel the humidity the way you do in the summer, but that it's humidity still there. brings a real chill to those temperatures, and and the and the variation in degree does too. Because when you start when you're ending the day at 50 degrees, but it was but it was 80 during the day, <laughs> yes, you know, it makes 50 too. feel so much colder. Well, years ago when I worked for the mouse, I worked in merchandise and I worked at a time like January, February, March, you would be surprised how many people would travel to Florida and not realize how cold it would get here. I couldn't tell you the number of times we had to restock sweatshirts because all of a sudden the temperatures dropped and no one planned and no one brought anything with them. So check your temperatures before you're traveling here. Know that, you know, our version of cold is different than a northern version of cold. You're definitely not coming down to January and swimming or wearing your shorts, although I have seen people do that. I have a feeling people from like Michigan or Canada would come down here and probably swim during... What are you saying about Michiganders? Yeah, you know, you people are weird (laughs) swimming in January when it's 40 degrees outside. I mean, now let's take into account that the resort pools are usually heated. True. And if you're not uncomfortable with a 50 degree temperature outside, you're probably going to be fine in a heated pool. But just take into account our temperatures during the winter months. Actually, I mean, to be honest, they're perfectly comfortable. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely better than the you know, three feet of snow that you're coming from if you're traveling from up north. But, but don't worry, we'll change that for you during the summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's talk. Of, so, I, you know, just... Probably the weather, the best months you listed here, maybe March and April or October to November. Right. But let's talk about the summer because a lot of people have time off in the summer. If you're traveling with kids and you want to take that summer break and you're coming here, come visit. Check your weather. Check your weather. (laughs) It does get very warm. And volatile. It's hurricane season. (laughs) It's hurricane season. So officially hurricane season is June 1st to November 30th. However, the active months are probably, I'd say, late August, September, and maybe early October. Would you agree? I agree. And during hurricane season, that also means, however, it's rainy season. Yeah, because even though the hurricane may not hit here, it's still we are going to feel the effects of pretty much every hurricane that comes anywhere near Florida. Well, not to mention it just it rains every day, mm-hmm. but it is a short rain. It builds up in the afternoon. It's the perfect time to take a break, go back to the hotel, take a nap because you might be worn out from all of that heat. But my dad loves to look at the weather when I'm here and he's home in Michigan, he loves to look at the weather and call me up in the summer and say, it's raining every day. You're getting rain every day. All I see are thunderstorms across every day. Yes, you it, will see yeah. predicted rain every day, but it, could it be- changes too. And it could say it's going to rain in the morning. It'll say, oh, this afternoon at three o'clock, there's storms. I feel like the rain, the weather map is like the meteorologist. They're like, yep, three o'clock rain today. And they just, it's just there every day, but it doesn't necessarily. <laughs> it's all, Groundhog yeah. Day, hurricane style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, so don't, don't cancel your plans during the day just because it says it's going to rain. It always says it's going to rain. Just be prepared and it may rain and it may not. It may and get it might cloudy. 
cloudy. Stop after five minutes. Exactly. And those, you know, those of you that are Florida residents, you can attest to this, that the rain comes, it goes, and you're left with not that cooler weather <laughs> that rain sometimes brings. It usually feels hotter and more humid after it rains in the summer, but it's, you know, it's sunshine. So it's beautiful. You have here, don't forget travel insurance. Tell us why. Oh, because travel insurance. So if you get travel insurance, first of all, know that, yes, we are uh, in Hurricane Alley. We could have hurricanes here. Make sure you have travel insurance because if your trip gets canceled or rerouted due to a hurricane, the right travel insurance can cover your expenses. I've had to use travel insurance for hurricanes twice, oddly on road trips and not in Florida, but it did cover the fact that we had to reroute and book new hotels and eat more food out on the out on the road. So if you're traveling during the summer, make sure you're getting travel insurance and make sure you're booking it ahead of time. You can't just say, oh, there's a hurricane coming, you know, on Tuesday and I'm going to be there on Wednesday. You can't buy the insurance the day before. Plan a couple of weeks out. Travel insurance, we do have, um, you know, you can get a plan for anywhere from like 40 to $120 and it's so, so worth it. So now we, we did say that the best months really to come here weather-wise are March to April or October to November, but we, we understand everyone wants to travel during the summer. Kids are off school, people have breaks, summer, spring break, they kind of come fairly close to each other. Um, something to take into account during the summer is the high humidity, the high temperatures, but also- There's air conditioning for that. Though, right, too. there's air conditioning. You can also, like you said, take a break between, you know, 12 and 5, 12 and 4, whatever, or 1 and 4, really. It's the highest, hottest part of the day. And uh, usually that's when it's going to rain. So take a break during that time. Spring break, much more tolerable temperatures um, as far as that goes, but something to take into account during the summer and the spring break months, which is when everyone wants to come here, is, is that everyone's that's, here. Yep, everyone is here. <laughs> and those are the highest crowds and traffic times. Yeah, let's talk about crowds and traffic a little bit. Crowds at the theme parks can get very, very busy and very, very close together. I and don't know if people even understand what busy means unless you've seen a theme park on spring break. There are crowd calendars. There's a couple of websites like Undercover Tourist that puts out a great Orlando crowd calendar for the theme parks. And we'll link to that in our show notes. But it's a great way to take a look and gauge not only when it's going to be busy here in general, but even which park is the busiest on any one day. So they may recommend and say, hey, don't go to Animal Kingdom today. Hollywood Studios is your better choice. Or don't go to Islands of Adventure. Go to Universal Orlando. You know, they give you, they've been doing this for years and years and years. I've always used their crowd calendars. And it's, they, have it booked planned out through the end of the year. So you could look at June 10th and say, okay, Epcot's a yellow, Animal Kingdom's a red, Universal Studios is a green. It gives you kind of an idea of how to plan your vacation based on the crowds. Now, we've talked about this before in Florida that we have almost three completely different regions. Yes. I mean, honestly... It, it, our Florida is very long. So when you look at the globe, we, <laughs> the south part of Florida comes 
fairly close toward down the equator area. So it's obviously that makes sense that it's going to be a more humid, hotter place to be. However, down in Miami area, you're surrounded by beaches. There's a lot different temperatures. You know, 90 degrees by the beach feels a little different than 90 degrees landlocked in Orlando. True. Because you get breezes and you get, it's it's just cooler, different feeling. I grew up on the West coast of Florida and our temperatures over there never felt as hot to me as we feel here in the Orlando, Central Florida area. And you know, in December, or was it early January of this year, there was snow in the panhandle. Right. So, and then you have North Florida, that's temperatures feel, I mean, they have more... They have more woodsy areas up and toward North Florida. They have, although they have beaches up there, it does during the wintertime, the temperatures can be 15, 20 degrees colder than they will in Central Florida and even more so than they would be in South Florida. So you're talking over 400 miles in at least eight to nine hours between one destination to the other. Yeah. So if you went from North Florida and drove 400 miles north, you'd be in a completely different area. Exactly. You mean South 400, 400 no. miles South to. No, no. I was saying like, if you're in North, if you're in North Florida and you went 400 oh, miles North, the temperatures, yeah, see, and those, <laughs> exactly. it's way colder up there than it is down here. And since we were talking about crowds and traffic too, even the crowds during those different, um, during different times of year, they change for North, Central, and South Florida. For example, you might see where it says Key West, their low season is in the summer. Yeah. Because people aren't going that far south. Or it's too hot down there during that time. <laughs> it's too hot. So you take a look at, this is where we always talk about going to your local visitors bureaus. They'll tell you kind of what the high season and what the low season is. If you can plan for low season because the crowds are going to be better and things like snowbirds in the central and South Florida, they're going to be down more in March, January, Mm -hmm. early, you know, winter months. And then that might mean their April and May is their low season. Yep. Hey, Christina, have you ever heard of Viator? I absolutely have heard of Viator. Did you know that you can use Viator to book places and tours in Florida? Yeah, there's some fantastic places that you can find on Viator. I have even booked that trolley tour that you took in St. Augustine. I was able to book that through Viator. And what I love is that if we had to change our plans, they have free cancellation. I know, 24 hours cancellation and you get a full refund, right? That's 100% refund, isn't it? It is. And so you can find all kinds of things from trolley tours to snorkeling to even some airboat tours throughout the state of Florida. So so like a, an experience as opposed to just, oh, look up a, a, a rental to stay in or lodging. It's actual like total experience. Absolutely. And Viator has so many tours to choose from. They really are your all-in-one site for attractions and things to do in our sunshine state. And I wanted to say too, they they're, they they work like a search platform. So you could just be like, hey, I'm I want things to do in in Miami and it pops up with everything, right? Absolutely. So I put some of our favorite tours on our website. So to get started, if you want to go to floridatravelpod.com slash Viator, you can get started booking some of our favorite Florida attractions. And Viator is spelled V-I-A-T-O-R. Now, something else you might be interested in when you travel to Florida is our wildlife. Um, Very popular in Florida's wildlife. Uh, 
there's birding seasons. Of course, because we live in the South, birds fly down here. Oh, that's right. They yeah. fly South for the winter. Right. Oh, that's why we have the snowbirds, right? <laughs> they came South for uh, the winter. <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> So birding season, you have January through April and October through December because um, so, it doesn't mean we don't have birds during the summer. It doesn't. But those well, we months. Do. We have yeah. tropical birds. I mean, we the have summer. birds that live here year round, but we have <laughs> birds, you know, depending on what you're looking for, there's birding spots all throughout Florida. So if you are a, uh, what is it called when you're a bird watcher? Like, AV. I know it's that some word, AV. I not don't. an aviator, <laughs> not an aviation pilot. I, I can't think of the word. Not a, yeah, I'm going to have to look that Somebody, up Somebody, we'll have a homeschool <laughs> moment of the week. What Bird is? Bird watching person. <laughs> so, so check, you know, check those months and what, what you are specifically looking for um, to come down to Florida. If you are interested in birds, manatee is another one that everyone loves to see when they come to Florida. And hey. manatee... What? I have a, that's kind of a preview for something we've got coming up too, what? right? <laughs> Was it possible that we thought of that? No. So manatees um, are very, it, you can pretty much see manatees year round to be honest, but March through September is the best time to see the manatees in Florida. Don't you mean the other way around, September through March? No. They come in when it's cold. They come into the lakes because the um, oh. temperatures are consistent. So you want to go. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> See, I did the research before for this future episode we have coming up. Yeah. They are right now, actually, January, February, March is where you're going to see a lot more of the manatees in the different springs because the temperature stays consistent year round. Oh, and okay. they're mammals, yeah. so they want that consistent <laughs> right. temperature. My bad. I made, I made an oops. That's okay. I Good got thing you. you're there to cover my oops. I got you. I'm still looking up what a bird watcher is called. So Yeah, um, you keep you keep looking at that. Ornithologist. That is not the word either one of us was thinking. <laughs> no, it is not. So I found a website. Some bird watchers refer to themselves as ornithologists, bird watchers, twitchers, Birders, lister, or ticker. I've definitely heard of birders, but I knew there was a more <laughs> intense name for these. It's like the Latin version. <laughs> exactly. So so we have birds, we have manatees. I mean, you can find an alligator anywhere, anytime, year-round. They're always, but they do have their mating season in the spring. So you'll hear in lakes this deep throaty croaking sound that's much 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 louder than a bullfrog but that is mating season for alligators that is correct and when is mating season that is it is i think it's that is in the fall from what i remember just from my kayaking i lived on a lake and on the west coast and it was definitely spring oh okay spring then but either way year round there's always alligators that's right. They don't if go If you anywhere. were really wanting to see <laughs> an alligator. Well, and you can. There are certain places where you can go to like Silver an alligator Springs. park. You can see them while you're out kayaking. Trust me, they're still fine. It's safe. You're not going to get Silver Springs is probably one of the greatest places for kayaking to see alligators. There's hundreds of them all over the place. And they really just don't do any. They're so lazy and boring. <laughs> exactly. Unless you fall in and, you know, look like bait. Okay. <laughs> Don't fall in. Don't fall in. Okay. And dolphins. Dolphins. Boy, oh boy. That is a spectacular event when you get to see a dolphin. There's places where you can take these sunset cruises off of, say, Clearwater Beach, and, and you'll see dolphins that they just, especially at sunset, jump out of the water, follow your boat along. It's fantastic. Late spring through the end of summer. 
And, um, and if you get so fortunate to be on a beach at sunset, sometimes they'll even be at the shoreline just messing around. I've seen them year round, mm-hmm. really. I mean, just about anywhere you go in Florida, West Coast, East Coast, South Coast, you can see dolphins out there swimming in the ocean, just doing what they do. And if you get really lucky, go into some of the um, intercoastal waterways. Mm-hmm. It's really, you can get almost up close right there with There's the dolphins. There's even, um, I feel like I've read about kayaking, dolphin kayaking tours where you can... Of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you visit um, like floridatravelpod.com slash Viator, you can find some of those kayaking places that you just mentioned. Yep. Okay. So we've talked about when to go. We've talked about the weather. We've talked about the wildlife. We touched a little bit on where to go, where to go. And we talked a little bit about the temperature and the crowds, but can you go back and talk a little bit about what you're going to find in North Florida, Central Florida, South Florida. Can we just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, say, hey, North Florida. Well, that's the panhandle, right? Now, I'm not asking you this. I'm asking, <laughs> okay. I'm asking listeners if you realize that North Florida, especially in the panhandle, has been, has been rated in, in our country as having the top beaches. Yeah, I would agree. I've been to Pensacola Beach and it's just super, super soft and white and fluffy sand. Now, you have to keep in mind if you plan on traveling to North Florida to go to the beach during the summer, you better book early. Oh, no kidding. You've had some troubles with that, even trying to book camping in that area, right? It's almost impossible unless you book it a year out. So plan a trip to North Florida. Please do it. We have the most amazing beaches up there in the whole country, but plan it early. Absolutely. And, and also, um, so even though it's not necessarily up in the panhandle, Ocala is North Florida and it has the most incredible park there. Ocala National Forest is, oh, spectacular. It's not like any other Florida um, park, really. I mean, it's more like a forest. I mean, it well, is national forest. It's a forest. But, but you it's know, when you, name, in, in, the, in the sense of like, when I think of a forest, I'm thinking um, Oregon. Oh, you know? you're thinking like redwoods yeah. and sequoias. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but like these it, are super tall pines and sycamores and you can cypress really... trees. Yeah, Ocala National Forest and just the Ocala area in general. And actually, even a lot of North Florida is very woodsy and you get a very different feel for Florida than you would at a theme park or at the beach. Now, in my opinion, that is the place to be during the summertime. Okay. Temperature wise. Temperature wise. I'm Mm -hmm. still going to probably hit the beach. Yeah, no, I I get it. But if you're going to come down here for, if you want to be in Florida in the wintertime and you want to experience some camping, that's that's a place to be. Absolutely. You don't want to, I mean, I don't think the beach is all that spectacular during the winter other than the view. Um, but during the winter time, go camping in Ocala National Forest. Agreed. Even St. Augustine and Daytona Beach are considered North mm-hmm. Florida, sometimes North Central Florida or Northeast Florida and St. Augustine. Let me tell you, I went there the second weekend in January. And I could not believe how busy it was. I think because college hadn't gone back to school yet, plus there were a lot of international visitors, it was busier than I had expected, even at that time of year. Yeah, well, and, and St. Augustine, personally, I think is busy year round, but 
It's definitely busy in the winter months for Christmas stuff. Absolutely. So Central Florida, Mm -hmm. we're talking Orlando, we're talking Tampa, we're talking theme parks. I think that's well discussed both on this podcast and off this podcast, on others' podcasts. And we are a year-round place. Absolutely. Yeah, the crowds here, there really isn't a good time to visit the Especially theme parks anymore. The theme parks, I, yeah, it used, we used to have seasons where you could say, oh, right before Thanksgiving, there's a nice lull. Nope, not anymore. And right after Christmas, before spring break, there's a nice lull. Nope, <laughs> not Disney anymore. has done a great job of making this busy year round. A great job. I mean, I know people would disagree. I, I disagree. It, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, granted, we want to go when it's slow too. Don't get me wrong. But they have events pretty much year round. So in January, you're going to find the races and November is wine and food festival and April and May is the uh, flower and garden festival and there's festival of the arts and Universal has Mardi Gras. There is something, there's an event all the time. Yep. And then races. Let's, let's <laughs> talk oh, gosh. about the races. Races. Well, you're going back to Daytona for races. No, not those races. The marathons at oh, the parks. <laughs> races on foot, yeah. not on wheels. Okay. Not on wheels, on foot. Like they have all their marathon races and all that at the parks. And that brings in a huge, huge number of people. And then they run their race and then they stay in the parks all day. So. Absolutely. So South Florida, you've got Fort Lauderdale, Miami. On the other side, you've got Fort Myers and uh, Southwest Florida areas. Those, I think, are busier during the early winter months because you do have a lot of snowbirds. I know a lot of people are down there right now as we speak. Uh, However, they can be very lovely to visit uh, in the summer because you are getting those ocean breezes, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, the the further south you go, the less space there is between the East Coast and the West Coast. Uh, A couple of websites that I would recommend to plan your Florida trip would be visitflorida.com. That is the... That's like the top one. That is. That's the state's tourism agency. They've got everything that you need on this site. Uh, Even frequently asked questions like, what beaches are closest to Orlando? Well, that would be Daytona, Ponce Inlet, New Smyrna Beach, and Cocoa Beach. Thank you, Visit Florida, for providing that information. Uh, It's got a wealth of information. They even have ways to find your favorite beach, different places to go. They break down the state more than just north, central, and south. Things to do, you can find, if you're interested in golf, you can find all of the golf uh, courses throughout the state. You can find art and history. We talk a lot about history here. You can even go more specific. And if you're looking for Black Heritage Travel or LGBTQ Travel, Florida Off the Beaten Path, Romance, they have literally hundreds if not thousands of ideas they have hispanic heritage travel there's a lot of that in this state so i would highly recommend starting off your uh your planning by going to visitflorida.com but also i would recommend 
getting one of their travel brochures. It can give you a lot of ideas. A lot of times there's deals in those travel brochures. Can you get them to send those to you like like a trip tick kind of thing? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You can request information. You can do this from almost all of the states, visitors, bureaus. You just have to know where to go. And I'm going to link to that in our show notes as to where you can request more information from Visit Florida. But they definitely... You know, these are these are your go-to. These are your go-tos. Look at their website. Look at their Instagram too. Their Instagrams have great amount of information. And then go smaller. Go to the cities that you're going to. Going to the counties that you're visiting. All of those visitors bureaus have a wealth of information. And a lot of times you can request information directly from them as well. So you can say, hey, I want to do Deland. And we've talked about Deland, but you can go to Visit Florida. You can do Visit West Volusia and get all kinds of information about where to go and what to do in the state. And sometimes they have the best times to go there as well. So Tanya, I think we might be moving into our rapid fire. I think so. What do you want to talk about in rapid fire? All right. Uh, you know you know where I'm going right away. Uh, actually, I don't. Panhandle. Oh, Panhandle. Panhandle during the that. summer because I've been dying to go there for so long. I want to go to the Panhandle. Panhandle, please bring me to you. Okay. Um, You're talking about where you want to go then in Florida. Is, yeah, that, yeah. is that what this rapid fire is? Well, okay. yeah, my, the time of the year. So Panhandle during the summertime. And I want to go to a dolphin, sunset dolphin tour during the springtime. On a okay, boat. Uh, but I, I can only go on certain boats, so I mean that might be more like a pipe dream than anything. <laughs> it's not rapid anymore, Christina. I know. I'm wrap sorry. it up. I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> um, and and honestly, I don't have a third one. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, there's so much to do. I want to do it all right now. Actually, I want to go to the Keys. I haven't been in a while. I've been doing a lot of research when? about the Florida Keys. I think I would like to go. I mean. Part of me would love to go during Fantasy Fest in October, and we can talk about that on a future episode. But another part of me just wants to go anytime that I can get some warmth and some sun and some food, lots of seafood food. and Cuban food and key lime pie. That's key all lime. I want. I want the key lime pie. Okay. I think now it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. Each week, we want to share one of our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week's featured product is Whetstone Chocolates. Oh, you found this one. I did find this one. Do you know how I found this one? No. Because I was in St. Augustine this past weekend and someone gifted me a box of Whetstone Chocolates. They originally operated from their kitchen each night. Henry and Esther Whetstone first opened their small ice cream store on St. George Street in the historic business district of St. Augustine back in 1966. The parlor quickly developed a reputation for serving the best ice cream in town. And today this original store is known as Teddy's Old Time Ice Cream. Do you have, do you recall seeing that? I don't. I, I saw it. I've this been past to St. Augustine so many times. I've not seen this. Well, it still remains part of the Whetstone chocolate experience. And then in the 1970s, they opened their own chocolate production factory uh, on Cordova Street, which is parallel to St. George Street there in St. Augustine. So you can visit whetstonechocolates.com and that's W-H-E-T-S-T-O-N-E chocolates.com to learn more about Whetstone Chocolates, but you can order chocolates to be delivered and they're delicious. They're absolutely delicious. Fantastic. 
Okay, so stay tuned to find out where we're going next week. And in the meantime... So if you want to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod or FloridaTravelPod.com, that's where you can find where we are sharing all about our most recent travels and things that we're up to. And also it's a great place for if you've experienced something that we haven't talked about or you want to give a little more input about some of the things you have, you can comment with your favorite tips or ideas, anything that we've already talked about, or even if you want to let us know an idea for something to talk about in the future. Future. I love that idea. And you can reach out to us on email at hello at floridatravelpod.com. And you can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. I just heard that Spotify is going to allow you to start doing rankings. So rank us there. We would love that. It really does help others discover our content. And if you enjoy our content, you can su- consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon allows creators to continue their work by providing all of this information to to you. But if you go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod, we'll give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. And this week, we really want to give a big shout out to Melissa Cookingham. She joined us at the Florida tourist level. Thanks, Melissa. You're a part of the reason why we are able to create this content. If you support us, it allows us just to dedicate more time and research to de- to find the best content from the Sunshine State. Next and week. What are we doing? We're talking about mm, manatees. <laughs> if you didn't hear that earlier, you've heard it here now. But that's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone.